Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Zemi, joined by co-host Aaron Keller. And today we have Sportfish staff specialist Kim Tisdale joining us. Kim, welcome. It's been a while. Sorry I struggled on your title for a second. <laughs> no, thanks for inviting me. Of Excited course. To be here. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's a big time of year. Our fishing regulations are out and as you were telling us there's been a ton of changes this year yeah I've um I've been here a long time and these are the most fishing regulation changes that I've seen in my career so there's a lot of changes but they're good and I think that uh, people will um appreciate what we've done and uh yeah just here to kind of talk about it and let people know what's coming and um, yeah. Yeah. I think people will appreciate that. And I mean, we were saying the whole goal of these changes is just to make it simplify things, make it easier for people to be able to get out there and understand the regulations. Yeah. One of the, one of the goals that we have in the, well, as the department as a whole, but also fisheries division is to kind of, um, remove a lot of the obstacles that, uh, you know, might prevent people from, from trying the sport of fishing. Um, if you have a lot of really complex regulations, you know, people can get intimidated and they don't even want to try. And, um, you know, we want as many people out there fishing and enjoying um, our fisheries resources across the state as possible. And so this year we just kind of um, really took a hard look at all of our uh, fishing regulations across the state. We tried to simplify. We tried to make things a little more consistent across, you know, throughout the state, across regions, and just kind of make things a lot simpler. We took a, took a look at all of our special regulations that we have for different waters and just made sure that the regulations that we have in place are doing a job. You know, if we have regulations in place and they're not they're not affecting change or they're not maintaining whatever standard we have for individual fisheries. Um, if they're not doing their job, we wanted to, you know, get rid of them or, or change them so they are actually, you know, affecting change in the fishery. So that's, that's kind of what we did. And, and biologists all throughout the state, you know, really, really took on that task and um, proposed a lot of changes. So... And here we are today, and I think people will like the new regulations yeah, book. Yeah, in my position, I appreciate that um, as people call or send in questions, there's the two questions. How do I catch more fish, and how do I stay out of trouble? Or how do I follow the rules, right? Right. And, uh, so I can take care of the first part. The second part is harder, which you guys did a great job, and um, we'll talk about it here in a little bit, but yeah, there's definitely some good changes. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, kind of one of the one of the biggest changes I think that uh, we've never had in Nevada is we're implementing a possession limit. Um, a lot of states have possession limits. Um, in bird hunting in Nevada, we have possession limits, but we've never had it in fisheries. And so um, we kind of did this um, primarily for 
we have, you know, you people go out and they'll, you know, go out to a reservoir and spend the whole weekend out there. Uh, we, you know, having just daily limits, if they go out there on a Saturday and they catch their daily limit, they can't, they can't catch more fish the next day because they already have their limit because the daily limit was, that's all we had. We didn't have a possession limit. Uh, with the possession limit that we've proposed and has been accepted by the, the commission is uh, the possession limit is twice the daily limit for whatever water you're fishing on. And so if you go out to, say, Wall Canyon Reservoir, you catch, catch your daily limit the first day. The next day, you can catch another daily limit. Um, but then you can't catch any more at Wall Canyon until you, you know, eat or, you know, give away to another licensed angler um, some of the fish that you caught. So um, the, da the daily limits haven't changed. Um, they're the same as they always have. You can't, you can't have any, you know, if you're fi fishing, you know, out of water, you catch your daily limit of five trout, you can't go to another water and catch another daily limit of five trout. Um, so, you know, your daily limit is your daily limit. The possession limit is, you know, the new part of that. And that just allows you to keep two daily limits for each water. And it's specific to the water. So, um, you know, you have a possession limit for Wall Canyon. Once you hit, hit that possession limit at Wall Canyon, you can go to another water um, the next day and catch, you know, start another possession limit at another water. So the possession limits are specific to the water. Okay, so they actually are helping people be able to go out more and catch more fish at different waters, yeah. basically. Yeah, and we want people to be able to, you know, catch a couple daily limits at, you know, wherever they're fishing over the weekend. And mm -hmm. then, you know, next weekend they can go to, go to a different water. Or if they eat their fish, they can go back. Exactly. You don't want to stop people from fishing. No, <laughs> no, we don't. We want to make it easy. We want people to enjoy the fisheries that we have. And we, we set regulations on um, waters for, you know, what the fishery can support. And, you know, we feel like the, it can support people catching you know, a couple daily limits. Exactly, which is why you went through and re-looked at all the regulations and looked at which ones were making an impact. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around in some ways. Because, um, like you said, the, we have bird limits. Mm -hmm. bird and the possession limits for birds. But with fish, they're in one body of water. So yeah. specific to the water. Yes. It a little different. It's different. And it will take anglers a, a minute to kind of think about how that's going to work. But I, I appreciate it because Nevada, as we know, is so spread out mm -hmm. that when you go camping and you try and go to some of these places like you said, Walk In, I mean, it's a little bit of a drive to get out there. And uh, so to be able to afford the angler a little bit more um, opportunity yeah and like we proposed this to you know we went to the county game boards and and we had been hearing this for for quite a few years people people asked for it and so um we came up with our proposal and brought it to the county game boards and we we got you know very positive 
uh, feedback on it. So, you know, I think the, I think the anglers will like it. That's another good point is just how you guys got to making these decisions. So you did get a lot of public feedback. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the changes that, that we make, they do come from anglers, you know, um, you know, anglers talking to their local biologist or going to the county game board meetings, um, and expressing their views. And, you know, we try and take that into, into account. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the changes that we have, are, have implemented are, are based on that. Another thing that I don't think gets as a shine as much as a lot of them is that you guys as biologists and staff specialists are anglers as well. So you guys are users, you're out there, you're fishing, you're doing the same thing. So it's not like it's... Yeah, you bet. I mean, we, we definitely, mm-hmm. you know, hold a lot of the same views, but, right. you know, we're we're trying to do our job as fisheries biologists. And, and fishing regulations are a tool that we use. I mean, we have... Um, certain objectives that we place on all the different waters that we we manage and uh, we use the fishing regulations to try and you know maintain whatever objectives we have for that water so they're an important tool and but we want to make sure that we're um, that they're effective and that also that they're not you know overly restrictive while not you know doing a job. Exactly. And, the, and you know, when you look at our all the fishing regulations that we have on the books up and up until now, there are a lot of regulations that have been implemented that really weren't doing a job. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's those are the ones that we we tried to get rid of. And what are some of the you said another big thing that you guys did that was a change is you went region by region, simplifying a lot of those. So yeah. What, yeah. What so those? so the each region has their own general regulations and there was a lot of um uh, generally it went you know every county kind of had its own uh, special regulations like in the western region you know churchill and pershing county had a you know they kind of all had the same you know five trout 10 mountain whitefish 15 warm water game fish not more than five maybe um walleye and and though walleye was only included in the counties where we have walleye, so what we did um, in all of the regions is we 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 tried to make just one regional general regulation. So it's not split out by counties now. You have just one um, regional general uh, general regulation. Um, in the eastern region, they had. They had different general regulations depending on whether it was a lake or reservoir or whether it was a stream. And so there was, you know, a lot of different, you know, regulations that you had to be looking at depending on where you were fishing. And so the having implementing the possession limit that allows us, you know, people to go out to these remote streams and catch, you know, twice their daily limit over the course of two days, that allowed us to get rid of that stream um, general regulation because the stream general regulation was like twice the lake and reservoir general regulation. So um, having that possession limit allowed us to kind of consolidate the eastern region general regulations just into one general regulation. So, um, and then we also were able to get rid of a lot of the, like we talked about, special regulations that were kind of ineffective that um, 
you know, took many waters out of the special regulation section, and, and so now they're just managed under regional general regulations. Um, for instance, um, in the eastern region at Wilson Sink Reservoir and Willow Creek Reservoir, there was a um, size restriction on bass, 10 inches. Um, biologists took a hard look at their reservoir, realized that that's not really, you know, affecting a change in the reservoir, so we could get rid of that which we did, which took those two reservoirs out of the special regulation section, and now they're just managed under general regulations. So uh, in the eastern region, we um, eliminated 15 waters from the special regulation, yeah. and just, you know, now they're just managed as general regulations, which makes it simpler for people to know. Um, in the western region, we had three waters that we took out of the special regulation section, and now they're just managed under general. So. That is simpler. That sounds really nice, especially we get a lot of questions on social media and just sometimes through email being public information officer. So it also helps me a lot <laughs> to be able to make my way through our regulations yeah. books when yeah. answering questions. And now I could just direct them to that section and they could find it easier. <laughs> yeah, the the special regulation section is it's much more condensed yeah. <laughs> now and uh, and easier and that's that's what we were going for. Nice. Well, we're going to take a quick break right there, but we will be right back with more. You are listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. We are joined by Kim Tisdale today, our sports fish us <laughs> let's redo that. <laughs> that is a, like, it's a, a tongue twister. Yeah. Yeah, our sport fish staff specialist, <laughs> and we're talking about all of the new fishing regulations. There were a lot of changes in our most recent book, which all go into effect on January 1st. So you were saying big ones you want to make sure we get to our season closures. So do you want to get into that? Yeah, we had um, a number of waters that had seasonal closures. So they were, you know, only open for a certain part of the year. And uh, uh, we took those waters and we opened them up year round. So the waters that we did that for were um, all of the waters in the Pine Forest Complex, which are Knot Creek Reservoir, Onion Reservoir, and Blue Lakes. So those are all going to be open year round, which is a big change, um, which, you know, people love their openers. You know, mm -hmm. we recognize that, but um, there's just not a biological reason for having them closed for for part of the year and you know a lot of times we have those really dry springs which as fisheries people we don't like dry springs but um they they happen and you know road conditions are just fine to get up there um you know before the traditional opener so we decided to open those up uh, so they'll all be open year-round um, the other waters that we did that for were catnip reservoir which is in up on the sheldon uh in Washoe County, and then also Big Springs Reservoir, which is also on the Sheldon um, in Humboldt County. Uh, so we opened those up um, year-round, and 
the re reason those were closed for a reason. We used to use those reservoirs as a, a brood stock for we we created our bow cuts out of those. We would take uh, cutthroat from catnip and rainbows from big springs, and we would uh, you know spawn them together, take those eggs, and take them to our hatcheries in Mason Valley, and and rear those up for bow cut stocking throughout the state. And so that was a big program for many years, but in the early 2000s, big springs, the springs kind of dried up and we haven't had a reservoir there, which is unfortunate because it grew some great rainbow trout, um, but we haven't had that fishery. And so there's no reason to, you know, close those down in the spring anymore. So we decided to open those up as well. Yeah, might as well open it up. And I know people like openers, but still now I could go fish yeah. the waters all year long. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's for the best. Yes. I, th I think people will like that once they get over the fact that there's not an opener anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I agree. And then we had some changes for Knot Creek Reservoir in Hobart, some of our western region waters. Yeah. So Knot Creek, Knot Creek did have, um, you know, some substantial changes. So like we just talked about, we took away, there's no opener anymore. It's going to be open year round starting on January 1st. Um, so people can go out there in the spring. If we have a spring that allows you to get up there, the roads can be kind of kind of iffy. So we want people to be aware of that and, you know, make sure that they check the road conditions before going up there because it can get kind of ugly in the, if it's, if it's, you know, if there's snow or rain. Um, so we, so that's open year round. And then we also um, eliminated the size restriction on there. So we had an 18 inch minimum size restriction. Uh, so we eliminated that. There's really no reason to have that. It wasn't really uh, doing anything. And actually the, the, the fishery could probably benefit by people taking some of the smaller fish if they choose to. Um, so there's still a one trout limit, but there's no size restriction on it. Um, the other change that is uh, hasn't been finalized yet, but it's coming to Knot Creek Reservoir is um, we are uh, we propose to change the motor restriction on Knot Creek. So right now, people can you know use a two-stroke motor up there as long as they keep a flat wake. Um, we have proposed to change the statute so um, people can only use boats without motor motors or with an electric motor. So um, we're basically doing away with the uh, um, with the regulation that allows people to use a two-stroke motor up there. And that is based on a lot of angler feedback over the years. People have really, they don't like going up there. It's a, it's a beautiful high mountain lake environment. It's like right next to the wilderness and it's just people go up there for a nice um, peaceful fishing experience and then you know you got a two-stroke up there and it's just bop, 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 mm -hmm. all you know all day you know echoing across the the mountain walls and it's just it's not what people want and so um, motor restrictions and tackle restrictions are a different process um, it takes uh, two trips to the commission so we have to get because it's an actual change in statute um, so we're actually changing a law. So we have to go to the commission twice and then it has to get approved by the legislative commission. So uh, we had hoped that we'd be able to get this through by January 1, but we still have, it's not going to get approved until 
January. So this is not in the regulation book, but we're expecting it to be approved by January. So if people want to, you know, go, you know, once, once it's approved, we will be changing it in the online fishing regulation editions. So people can check on the online to see, uh, look at the motor restrictions and make sure that one has gone through. I'm they? sure we'll be making announcements and stuff too to help yeah. get the word yeah, out definitely. there. So does it still, did it already go to the commission twice? It went to the commission once and oh, it got okay. approved. And so it's going to go to the commission again in January. And then after that it has to get approved by the legislative commission, which is kind of just process. Yeah. Um, I don't expect that they would ever, exactly. you know, object to it. But, um, yeah, it still has to go through all the process. Yeah. So definitely something for anglers to be aware of, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice one because I'm with you. I picture it up there and I just picture a beautiful, peaceful oh, yeah. lake. And, and it's a small reservoir, right? So, and like, there's no need for a, a big motor. I mean, you can have mm-hmm. an electric motor and it's only like 200 acres. So you can easily move across that, that reservoir without without the use of a big motor. Exactly. Yeah, most people kayak or float through. Mhm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. You bet. And then uh Hobart, Hobart also Hobart's in uh just kind of in the Carson Range just above um Carson City. It's got some kind of some big changes. We uh, extended the season at Hobart, so generally it would it's always closed at the end of September. Um, but we have proposed to keep it open through the end of October. So we got a whole extra month. The fall fishing mm-hmm. can be just amazing up there. Um, so you get the fall colors and the, the brook trout are in their spawning colors. And uh, it's a, you know, it's great, great fall fishery. So, um, and then we eliminated the size restriction there. There was a Um, restriction that only allowed you to take one fish over 14 inches and we determined that that's that's not affecting any change up there most people the vast majority of people who fish Hobart release the fish that they catch Mm -hmm. so you know it wasn't really you know allowing the fishery to grow bigger fish or keep bigger fish Um, Hobart's kind of a different situation it's got a brook trout population in there and they're there's a lot of brook trout in there and they're kind of, they're kind of stunted. So you can go up there and catch 50 fish a day, but they're, you know, all going to be pretty small, but it's mm-hmm. still a great day, but you're not going to be catching giant fish. And so, you know, we didn't really need a regulation that, you know, prevents people from taking fish. So we eliminated that size restriction. And then we're also um changing the tackle restrictions up there so right now it's artificial lures single barbless hooks we've proposed just to make it artificial lures so people can go up there with a you know panther market martin or you know little lures like that and um, catch fish and it's not restricted to just artificial lures single barbless hooks so that's another one like the like the motor restriction where it has to go through um, the commission twice, so that's probably not going to get approved until um, January. So same thing. We'll be making uh, more announcements, and we'll change it in the online regulation. Okay, but likely coming. Mm-hmm. So, and then the the other thing at Hobart <coughs> is um, we have we have added a restriction on there to allow people to take only two tiger trout because the limit is five. Um, and you can only take two tiger trout. And the reason why we're putting a a more restrictive regulation on there 
uh, is because you know we have this overpopulation of brook trout. The tiger trout we put in there is kind of like a biological control on the brook trout. So they're piscivorous; they eat uh, fish, and so we want you know we stock the tiger trout in there we want them to grow to bigger sizes and they do they grow pretty nice in there um, but we don't want people taking all the big fish out because they um, you know control the rook trout population so that is the one uh, restrictive regulation that we have uh, applied this year and anybody that's listening to the podcast this long that's a, a tip to go up there and go and catch a nice tiger oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's fish, mm-hmm. location, and yep yeah, it's a pretty, it's kind of kind of a hairy road getting up there, so you have to have, you know, four-wheel drive, and, but, you know, once you get up there, it's a nice, easy hike down to the reservoir. You can even, you know, haul a float tube in there, and, and it's a, it's a great, it's a great little fishery. Yeah, or you can mountain bike in there. Mm-hmm, yeah, yep, yep. And speaking of great fisheries, we actually have two new fishing ponds. Um, and are those in our regu- are those outlined in the regulations? Yeah, so we have um, you know it's it's been a focus of the fisheries division for you know a couple decades to really promote and uh, provide uh, kind of urban fishing opportunity uh, fishing ponds that are close to to towns, and so we call those community fishing ponds. And we have two new ones uh, that are coming online this year. We've got the Battleborn Pond, which is out in Spanish Springs. Um, it's, uh, uh, we've recently acquired this, so it's, it's a developing fishery right now. We don't really have a whole lot of, um, you know, parking or or resources out there right now, but we should start stocking it this spring. We've already started to try and develop the warm water fishery out there. Um, so that's, that's going to be a great, um, fishery as it develops. And then we also have, uh, Mountain View Park Pond, which is in Douglas County. Um, it's along the Martin Slough Trail. Um, so that's also a new community pond that's coming online. And all of our community ponds throughout the state have a three game fish limit. So um, the, those ponds will be in the you know, county regulations for, their, um, for the urban community ponds. That's exciting. Some new places for anglers to check out. And like you said, we're all about our community ponds making fishing easier for people. Yeah, to once, you get, once you get people, you know... You, you provide an easy place for them to go and, and fish and learn how to fish. And then, you know, once they're hooked, then then they figure out a way to drive up the hill to Hobart. I was going to say, then they <laughs> could do that <laughs> scary drive to Hobart. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What's the best way for somebody to find this new pond? Well, we do have a um, the uh, Fish Envy uh, web tool, which is um, you can go to our uh endow.org and find the fish envy web tool and you can filter out like any kind of fishery you're looking for um there's different filters you can you know find fisheries that are just bass or you know certain types of trout you can go by county you can go by lakes reservoirs urban ponds um and it'll you know it'll put you on the map where where all these fisheries are so it's a great resource people should check that out um yeah. yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. We haven't given Fish Envy a plug in a while, no. and it is such a good tool. And I think it's right on, if you go to our website and you go to Fish, Plan Your Fishing Trip, it's right on that page. Okay. There's a button yeah. to get to it. 
Yep, somewhere on there. <laughs> yep, or just just do a search, you know, just go fishing regulations when you get to our page. Go ndat.org, do fishing regulations, and it'll it'll take you to it, and you can you can download the online copy. But uh, once once um, our fishing regulation book is in kind of in print right now, so hopefully it'll be ready by January first or close to it, and mm-hmm. uh, people can grab a copy and take a look at all of our new regulations yeah check it out and there's also we didn't really get time to get to it but really nice new detailed illustrations in there that's so right all of our it. fish species yeah yep. so yeah head to endow.org and we'll be posting it on facebook anywhere where you get your endow information and we'll have those posted soon if not already um, well, thank you, Kim, so much for coming today. That was a really good informational podcast. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff there. So uh, hopefully people will get the get the book and really drill in on it. Definitely. Well, that does it for this week's Nevada Wild. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.